uh, please stand for the reading of the scriptures. The first reading is going to be Galatians chapter, ver- chapter 3, verse 26. For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. The second reading is going to be 1 Corinthians Chapter 12, verse 12. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. And the third reading is going to be Ephesians 4, 1 through 5. Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Make allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one Spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. Thank you. Y'all may be seated. Good morning. Good Good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. You know what? We were in the house of the Lord last night. We were at a concert at Toby Mac, and man, did we worship with a bunch of our brothers and sisters. It was awesome. It was so good to be part of that body, but it is even more thrilling to be part of this body. I thank you guys for letting me come up here and speak. Um, I just feel like the Lord has placed a lot of things on my heart, and... and, uh, He just wants me to share them with you. So thank you for letting me share these with you. First, I want to remember that we are the body of Christ, that each and every one of us play a part in it. We are here to help each other and also to help those who are and minister to those who are out in a dying and lost world. We We're all lost and dying at one time. We were all dead to Christ at one time. And sometimes we forget that. We forget that we were once lost and without him. And now that we have him, we should go out and share him. But you know what? Dan, Pastor Dan had said something in the scripture that said, we need deep roots. We need to be in Christ every day, growing deeper, being by the water of life, the river of life, being planted next to him so that our roots can go so deep that when they come out, our limbs are strong to hold on to each other, to help each other, to be with each other. My brother over here, Joe, had mentioned koinea, It's what we have in common. That is true fellowship. Fellowship is sharing with each other what we have in common. What do we have in common, people? Jesus Christ. What do we have in common? Jesus 
Jesus. We have him in common. So when we come together, we share him. That is true Christian fellowship. Koinia, that's the Greek word for fellowship in Christ. Isn't fellowship great? Do you know, sometimes I come in here, well, I don't know if you know, but I am, I do administrative work, but thank God I don't do it by myself. I have a great team who works with me. Steph's part of that team. Thank you. What I can't do, she can do, right? And you know what? There are times when I come in here and I feel drained from the pressures, the world, whatever. And I come in here, focus on, okay, this is the tasks that have to be done. This is what we need to do. This is how we're going to do it. And I'm like, okay, this. And I walk in here and Steph's like, praise the Lord, amen, guess what's going on in my world today? I'm like, thank you for rocking my world today, hon. But she said it. Not all the time. She comes in here sometimes and she's feeling the pressures of the world, the things that are going on out there, death, dying, people calling in the middle of the night, whatever. And she comes in here and she's feeling drained and she's feeling tired and she's feeling like, I just can't do this either. Or she comes in and she's real focused and says, okay, let's get the task done. And I'm like, hallelujah, praise the Lord, guess what's going on in my life? And that is true fellowship in Christ. Because then we share what's going on. There's times we get together and then we're just like, we ain't doing anything right now. Let's open up the word of God. Let him speak to us first before we get on our tasks, before we do our things. That's what the body does. It lifts each other up. It helps us to go about our every, every daily things, Right? Galatians says that, you know, Christ is here to carry our burdens. No. Yes. Christ is here to carry our burdens. But we're to carry each other's burdens. But you know what we all have in that same uh, scripture, it says we all have a load to carry. Our daily load. That's what we do every day. But we have each other to carry our burdens. We have burdens out there. We have each other to carry them. Because we have who in common? Jesus. Jesus. We have Jesus in common. And so that he is in us when we grow deep roots. And then he extends out of us to help each other. To help us in this world. The Lord said we will have troubles in this world. Yes? Anybody here not have troubles? I have troubles. I had troubles coming up here today. And speaking to you. I knew that the Lord had placed a message in my heart, but I was afraid to speak it. Do you know what happened? A group of my brothers and sisters came around me, and they lifted me up in the Lord, and they reminded me, he who is in me is stronger than he who is of this world. They reminded me that we're here for you because Jesus is here for you. Whatever you're going through, I'm here for you. Because Jesus is here for you. We are his hands, his feet, and we lift each other up. He calls us out of darkness first. Then we become the body of Christ, and then we lift each other up. Amen? Amen. 
Okay, I have to find the scripture. It's in Ecclesiastes, and I'm not even sure that I gave it to our people up there. Nathan. Nathan, thank you for doing this, honey. All right, you know what? I know it. I know what it says. So I'm just going to paraphrase it, guys. It says when two people work together, you get a better return for what you're doing. When two people are walking together, if one falls down, the other one is there to lift them up. You know, when you're cold, I get really cold by myself. But you know what? When there's two together, they can be warm. Do you know what? There's a three-strand cord. You know if you have one strand? Do you sew? Okay. Have you ever threaded a needle? All right. <laughs> if you ever thread a needle, did you ever break the thread? I have. One is weak by itself. But a three-strand cord put together, bound together, is strong. You know what that three-strand cord is? It's you, it's me, and him. Because when we put you with me, but when we put it with him, praise God. Because then we're strong together. We are much better together. Yes? We are stronger in faith. We are stronger in the word. We are stronger in everything that we do when we do it together for his glory. Do you know why we're together as a body? Not for our own selfish needs, but so that we could reflect Jesus to each other and reflect Jesus to the world. Amen? Amen. All right. You know what? I'm going to be short. (laughs) And now I'm just going to get to the next part of the, the point of this. As a body, we all play a part. You do, I do, you do, you do. You all play a part, and it's for each other and for a lost and dying world. We are better together. Yes? Do you know, I was reading scripture this week, and I was trying to figure out what I was going to say today. And I'll I'll be honest with you, I was on my knees this morning because I wasn't sure how this was going to go. And I was just praying to the Lord, Lord, speak to me. And I got a call from a friend of mine. Well, actually, didn't call me. She texted me. And I hadn't talked to her in a long time. And she's from a church that I knew a long, long time ago. She was my sis- she's my sister in Christ. She was my friend. She helped me keep accountable of stuff. And out of the blue, she just texted me. I'm on my knees asking Jesus to help fill me so that I can speak to you guys today. And he answered my prayer like that. He had her text her, and she said, you know, we were supposed to have a date to get together. We haven't had that date yet. And I'm like, okay, this is the best time to have a date. Let's get together soon. And I had explained to her that I was on my knees this morning asking for the Lord to speak to me. And here you are. That's what he does. We are of one spirit. And through one spirit, we are all joined together. So, you know, somehow... Some way, the Lord let her know that I needed her prayers today. And I was on my knees asking for prayers. And he answered that question and brought my sister to my memory. And she texted me and, she, and I just said, pray for me. And she did. Thank God. 
I want to share a piece of scripture to you that seems kind of odd in context of this. But when you hear it and you talk about it, and um, I, I'm hoping that you see why I picked this scripture. How many of you know the story of Lazarus? Yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to reiterate it for those who don't know it. Um, Lazarus is a friend of Jesus, and his sister is Mary and Martha, and they were friends of Jesus, and Jesus was away um, speaking to another part of the body. (laughs) Uh, He was talking to other people in a different town, and Lazarus became very sick. And a messenger came and said, hey, your friend Lazarus is sick. Come and heal him. And Jesus said, okay. And he just, you know, stayed around and he talked and he preached and he did the work of God. He healed and, oh, if you guys are wondering where this is, it's in John 12. Okay. And so when he finally did get around to um, going to see Lazarus, Lazarus had already been dead. And Martha said this. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have been dead. And so Jesus had said to him, to her, I'm sorry, where's the body? Where's Lazarus? I'm going to read it because you know what? I think this is really important. When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in the grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem, and many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. How many of you have suffered loss? One who died. I buried my uncle this week. So I know loss and I know dying. And I know how hard it is to be separated from the ones that you love. There were many who came to console. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary stayed in the house. Martha said, Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would still be alive. He would not be dead. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, yes, Martha said. He will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after death and dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Do you believe, Martha? Do you believe? Do you believe? Yes, Lord, she told him. I have always believed. You are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. Then she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside from the mourners and told her, the teacher is here and wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him. 
She believed that he was the resurrection. That he could raise the dead. Anyone who is in sin is dead. Yes? That is a, I call that the walking zombies. We were all walking zombies. We were all the walking living dead. Because we were, dead, we were in our sin. But when Christ brings us out of darkness and death, he brings us to what? New life. New life. So when you believe in the resurrection, are you not only raised from the dead at the last calling, which that's what Martha was talking about, but you are brought to new life right here and now because you believe in Jesus Christ. You are not the old creature anymore. You are made new. Could you just go, hallelujah? Hallelujah. Thank you, because I knew Kathy would do that. (laughs) We are a new creation in Christ. Amen. Amen. So they went to the tomb. And I'm going to skip down to um, 39. Jesus says, roll aside the tomb. But Martha, the man's been dead. Oh, Martha, the dead man's sister protested. Lord, he has been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Can you imagine walking into a dead man's tomb? What the stench would be after four days? Jesus responded, Didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? So they rolled back the tomb. Then Jesus looked up to the heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me. But I say it out loud for the sake of all the people standing here so that they will believe that you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out! This man's been dead for four days. We are dead in our sin, and Jesus calls us out. And he comes out. He comes out from the dead. This is the cool part. The dead man came out. His hands were bound. His feet were bound in grave clothes. His face wrapped in a headcloth. Jesus told them, unwrap them and let them go. Can you put that up there, Nathan? If you can. If not, that's all right. But I'll read it again. And the dead man came out. His hands were bound. His feet were bound. In grave clothes. Grave cloth. You know, it kind of looked like a mummy thing. Okay. You got it? You know, you kind of like this? Okay. He called him out. Jesus called him out from the dead. He's still bound. What did he say? Jesus told them. Who was them? It was the people around him, his disciples. He said, 
he told them, them, unwrap him and let him go. When you're made new in Christ and you come out of the grave, there's still stuff clinging to you. That's stinky. Yeah? Guess who's going to help me unravel it? You are. You are. Could you imagine Lazarus standing there all bound up like this and going, and people are, come up here. (laughs) Peter, come up here. Okay, Lazarus comes out of the grave. Okay, try to unwrap him. No! No, don't unwrap me! Okay, come closer. No! No, don't unwrap me! Wouldn't that be stupid? Okay, thank you guys. That would be all... Okay, you stink of death. You're wrapped and bound. Who wouldn't want to be made free? Right? Jesus had already called him out. He was already free. Now he needed to unwrap a little bit. And guess who he brought around to help him unwrap? You. The followers. The ones who were with Jesus. Who witnessed the miracle. The miracle that this person was raised from the dead. And then he asked those around to help unwrap him. That's what the body does. It comes around people who are new in Christ, who are old in Christ, who are still carrying their death shrouds as though they were a flag of banner. And we come around each other and we unwrap each other. Thank you, Lord. He's the one who saves us. He's the one who calls us out and he calls each one of us to help each other. And not just for our own growth, but for the growth of the body. We are the body of Christ. He's the head. We're the body. So that we can be whole, not just as individuals, but whole as the body of Christ. That's why. That is why he calls us to be free of the junk. Sometimes we do the same thing. We come out, we're out of our prison. Here's our little prison right here. The door has been broke open. And we stay in there. Jesus has already called us out. We're already free. But we stay in the boundaries of our four walls. He called us out. I told somebody recently, you know, I gave that example, and I said, you know what, I'm right here. I'm right here. I'll just grab your hand. I got Jesus' hand. I'll grab your hand, and let's go. Let's get out of there. Let's not stay in that tomb. Let's not stay in that prison. Let's move forward. But I can't do it for them. You can't do it for me. Got to be deep-rooted in him, holding on to those roots deep, holding on to that person, but it's he who already did all of the work. He's already set them free. And all we have to do is help them unwrap a little bit. Right? I remember when I, I don't know if anybody knows this, but I was a smoker for 32 years. 30, 
two years of my life, I wasted smoking cigarettes. And the Lord was doing a work in me. And he was, <laughs> and I got a little nudge because I was in a church that wasn't legalistic, but when you became a member, they had these standards that they really wanted you to live by. One of them was, you can't be a smoker. All right. But the Lord was doing a work in me. And I'm like, I cannot be a hypocrite. I cannot join this church because I smoke. I'm not going to lie. I smoke. <coughs> oh, that was, that was not meant to be that way. That was not a smoker's call. Oh, man. But anyhow... I've been a smoker for 32 years, and I wasn't going to be a hypocrite. I could not sign those papers as a smoker. That was just what the Lord was working in me. And so the the pastor, wonderful man, had said to me, you know what, Rose? It's not about whether you smoke or whether you don't smoke. It's what is the Lord doing in your heart? Are you moving towards and listening to the Spirit of God move you? He says, if so, Sign the papers. Well, I still felt bad, you know, because I'm kind of like that. You know, I'm got to stick to those things that I feel have to be done. But it really wasn't that as much as the Lord was working in me. So one day after service, everybody had left, so I thought, and I went to the altar, and I knelt down and I prayed, and I said, Lord, just free me of this. And I put the cigarettes on the altar, And I walked away, thinking there was nobody else left there. Guy Tim comes up and he goes, Rose, I saw what you did. And I'm like, oh, now I'm accountable for it. (laughs) He goes, he goes, I'll be praying for you. Every single Sunday that I walked into that church, he'd be way over there. And he'd go, hey, Rose, how you doing? I'm praying for you. And I'm like, yeah, victory in Christ, I've got this. He's praying for me. He said, Rose, I'll keep praying. You keep on keeping on, and God will do the rest. And I'm like, amen, brother. I was in a life group. We didn't call them life groups. We called them small groups. But I'm going to stick with life group because otherwise, when I come to do highlights next week, I'll call it a small group instead of a life group. (laughs) I was in a smaller body of Christ that was reading the word, praying for each other, laying hands on each other, and just growing deeper in roots of the Lord. Every time I walked in, well, actually, they walked into my house. Every time they came into my house, they'd say, how you doing with that, Rose? Praise God! It's been four weeks. I haven't touched a cigarette. Amen. We're praying for you. All right. They tell me what they're going through, and I'd be like, I'm praying for you. And we would have these like little prayer cards at the end of the day that are at the end of the meeting where we would put praise on one side and prayer on the other side, and then we'd share them with each other. And so somebody would get mine, and they'd pray for me all week. So we were praying for each other. <clears throat> we were digging into the Word of God, and every time they would ask me, how are you doing with that, Rose? And I'd say, Praise God! He's done the work. 
And then I had one woman who I became really close with. And we would meet together and we would talk together. And every week she would ask me, how you doing with that, Rose? And I'd be like, oh, praise God. Well, there was this one time where I was screaming in my house because I was so wanting a cigarette. And I'm like, Satan, get behind me. You don't have control over this anymore. And I looked like a little kid, throwing a little temper tantrum. But I'm like, get behind me. And I called her up and I said, she, well, she goes, how you doing, Rose? And I'm like, not good. <laughs> and I'm like, this isn't going well. I'm like screaming in my house. People are going to think I'm a lunatic. I'm saying, get behind me, see. She goes, oh, yeah, that's just God doing a work in you and making sure that you stay accountable to it. Praise God, amen? And so that's what we were. We were accountability partners. So as the body of Christ, there are like three major groups there, right? The crowd, which is the, all of you guys, who come up to me and say, how are you doing today, Rose? And sometimes I tell you, yeah! And sometimes I, ah, you know? And then there is the smaller groups, our life groups, Who's in a life group? Woo! Woo! All right. That is where you grow deeper and transform in the word of God and with each other. And then there's that one person who's a body, part of the body of Christ who comes alongside you and helps you be accountable. You know what? That's all of you. All of you are part of the big body. You're all part of the smaller body. And you're all part of helping each other. Live and grow in Christ. So that we can be whole as the body of Christ, but also whole as individuals. Guess what? We are better together through Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? Let's pray. Oh, Father God, you are a good, good Father. And your Son is the head of the church. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for this body. You know, Lord, sometimes we're all messed up and we're going this way and that way, but you align us as a full body to work together in unity of the Holy Spirit for your glory, not for our own, but for you so that we can reach a lost and dying world. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You are a good, good Father. Lord, thank you for all of these people. Lord, I just pray, um, Emily, I just pray, Lord, that as we are a whole, that we minister to each other, that we are able to love one another Greet one another with a holy kiss. Walk alongside one another. Reflect you to each other and to a lost and dying world. Thank you, Jesus. Emily, could you play I'm free? We are free in Christ today. And we are bound together by the Holy Spirit as one. Amen. Amen.